Bro, morning. How are you? Today I slept in. I slept in till like 9:30 a.m. Which, if you're a if you're a parent, if you're a father, if you have children, I have a one-year-old, a six-year-old, and an eight-year-old. I think any parent that would listen to a man sleep into 9:30 a.m. would say, "How is that possible?" And I don't know. I have this. I have this habit of staying up really late working doing work, <laughs> editing videos, uh, talking to people, working on business, whatever it is. And then I will sleep until 9.30, sometimes 10 o'clock, and, and nobody bothers me. My kids don't bother me, my, my wife doesn't bother me, my wife understands, She's, she has a strong work ethic, and she grew up in a Japanese cult culture, and if you know the Japanese culture, it's work, work, work. So if I say, honey, I need to sleep, I need to, to work late and I need to sleep in, she'll say, okay, I understand, no problem. She'll be like, yes, please go work, right? And I used to really be hard on myself, to be honest, to be fully transparent here. I grew up in a household where sleeping was considered a waste of time. And if you were sleeping in too much, you were wasting your life and you were, something's wrong, right? And I would beat myself up, uh, especially after having kids. I'm like, man, why am I sleeping so much? Why do I need to sleep so much? Eight, nine hours. And then I wisened up and I realized that I had all this kind of taboo and shame surrounding sleep. Because when I was a teenager, I, I think I did use sleep as a form of escapism. And I think that's where it gets difficult, is when you are staying up late, not because you're working hard and hustling, but rather because we are staying up late on our phone, going through reels and YouTube shorts and watching porn and mash, what all this stuff, right? And then that's when it gets unhealthy. Then it's like, okay, do I really need this sleep? Well, yes, but it's only off the back of hours and hours of wasted time at night. So transitioning out of somebody that wastes a lot of time at night in my teenagehood into my 20s until being a parent, being a husband, into somebody that uses my time at night to work and to, to do important things, I had to transition out of this mindset of sleep is bad and sleep is evil and sleep is wrong and you shouldn't sleep. And then I woke up one day, I was like, why do I feel bad about sleep? I know I'm more productive. I know that I'm more focused. I know that I'm happier and I'm not as angry. And that's the single thing that causes me the most amount of, like a, the feelings of irritation and anger and frustration during the day is mainly if I don't sleep enough the day before. So with that said, I've learned how to just accept and thank God, you know, my family's accepting of me of this, but if I need to sleep, I will just let myself sleep. And I will very rarely put an alarm clock on where I need to sleep, but more frequently I'll put, on, put an alarm clock on about when I need to sleep, not when I need to wake up. So my alarm will go off or a reminder will go off at night, like 11 p.m. and say, hey, get to sleep. Because if I don't, I know I can, I could just work myself to death at night, right? Like I said, the Japanese blood is running through my veins. And I don't know if that means anything to you guys, but <laughs> it is a serious thing. It is not a joke. My dad, uh, 66, 67 years old, still working himself. And he's totally happy doing it, by the way. Japanese people love to work. They love it. And of course, that's a double-edged sword because if you love working, that's great because you get a lot done, you're productive, you're generally pretty happy with your time, with your energy, and you're probably not wasting a lot of your time and focus on other stuff that is probably gonna drag you down, like addictive behaviors and porn, drugs, alcohol, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so hard work is good. The, the other side of that double-edged sword is that we often forget the things that are truly important in life, and it's not work, it's not.
it's the relationships that I have. It's my kids, it's my wife, and it's, it's spending time with them. And so if I find myself coming home at night from work and feeling distracted because I can't focus on them and I can't be with them and be present, then I know something's off. And to be honest, that's something I've been struggling with recently. Because right now, as of November, December, I'm in a grind phase. I am in a hustle phase where I am up late. I am all day. As, as every waking hour I'm awake, I will be working, I'll be hustling. And I know that this is a season. And I think my wife understands that this is a season and it's going to be passing. And I noticed that every November and December, let me know if this is true for you too. Every November and December, I get this like fire in me. Like just like, I want to get stuff done. I want to conquer the world. I want to work. I want to I wanna do stuff, you know? I want to start a YouTube channel. I want to start a business. I want to start, it's like every November this comes around, right? And I've always had to kind of say no to new opportunities, new shiny objects, and just kind of stay true to my, my prim primary mission, was to, which is to help men of God, create men of God for this world. So that long-term, we can have incredible godly lineages and legacies uh, to pass on to our children. Okay, so I have to say no to a lot of other stuff and opportunities that come. And I always notice it's in November that it, this feeling starts. And I think, I think it is an ancestral evolutionary thing where usually right before the winter hits, October, November, that's when, that is when we plant, sow the seeds. That is when we work hard. That is when we prepare for the brutal winter that is to come. And so I think this, this, uh, mentality is like running through my veins because I'm Japanese and British, Japanese and, and Welsh. So so uh, we're, we're preparing we're preparing our household for, for the winter that's to come. And that's why I think I have this biological ancestral response to work hard <laughs> in November and December, right? Especially those months. So with that said, I feel well rested. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to go to the gym now as I do and we get my workouts in. I'm gonna do press to really hit that chest. I'm gonna do handstands workouts, calisthenics, hit those shoulders and back and core, because it kind of hits a lot of stuff. It's a pretty well-rounded compound uh, exercise, handstand push-ups. And then, my friend, I'm going to do biceps, uh, because I just feel good doing biceps. I just like the pump. That's kind of really the main reason I like doing biceps. I just like feeling the pump. And that's the important thing. It's like, do, do you enjoy working out? At the end of the workout, can you say, I feel good. I feel good that I did that. Even though I didn't really want to, I was feeling kind of tired, whatever, unmotivated. I did it and I feel good. If you can make the mental note that you feel good after doing something, I think it's worth doing long term. I think it's worth consistently doing it. Even if it's like, you know what, is it really worth doing bicep curls? Not really. Not really, to be honest. It's not a, a fantastic exercise to do for longevity's sake. Maybe for aesthetics, yes. But it's not a longevity exercise that everybody needs to do in order to be a healthy human being. It's not. But I like doing them. And so I feel like I've found a cheat code for exercise. I feel like I have cracked something that... Uh, to be transparent, I feel like I'm cheating a little bit <laughs> with my exercises. And it's weird that I even feel like this, but... Let me know what you think, actually, in the comments. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm cheating because other people that I know exercise in my life, other people I follow online that exercise and work out, they will spend an hour, an hour and a half in the gym every day of the week. I will spend 30 minutes max in the gym, maximum 30 minutes, right? And it's basically because, well, number one, I'm cutting. I'm not bulking. I think if you're bulking, it's a different story because when you're bulking, you need more volume 
and time under tension to grow the muscles and to get stronger. But when you're cutting, it doesn't take that much to stimulate the muscles enough to maintain them because I'm not trying to grow the muscles, I'm just trying to maintain them. So that's number one, Is that's why I can get away with 30 minute workout. Number two, is that I do uh, supersets. So I'll do one workout and then while I'm resting, do the other workout. So I'm not wasting time between them. So I'm just running back and forth between workouts. Number three reason it takes so short is because I only do workouts I enjoy. And I know this sounds really, it sounds weird saying it. And I feel, I, I feel like I'm a wuss for saying this, but I really don't enjoy workouts that I don't enjoy and I just won't do them. <laughs> And this has probably probably been my single number one hack that gets me going to the gym consistently is I just find workouts that I enjoy doing and that I look forward to doing and that I would rather do than not do. Because when you found that winning combination, you can't lose. You can't lose because then it's like, I would rather do it than not do it. And if I don't do it for a few weeks or a week, a whole week, my muscle will feel like, I, I really miss that, that exercise. I really need that. And you can think about this, if you, if you play an instrument like guitar or piano, or if you know somebody that does, if you go a whole week without, or a month let's say, without playing your favorite instrument, you got kind of edgy, like, like, and as soon as you see one in the, in the mall or <laughs> at the airport, you start jamming on the piano, you're like, ah! And that's because you prefer to do it than not do it. And if you don't do it for long enough, then it feels weird. Runners are like this, if you're a runner, people that love running, or run a lot, if they don't run for a week, they start feeling sloppy and they f start slabby and they're like, oh, I, gotta, I just gotta get my run in, you know? And so if you, if you can get to that point where initially when you're starting a workout or exercise or something, it's hard to get over that hump because it's, it's different. It's a new sensation, stimulation for your muscles. But eventually, if you do it consistently enough, I would say for like two weeks, just give it two weeks of just putting in the work, Eventually, you're, you will surpass this threshold. You'll level up to the point where you would rather do it than not do it, and that's when you want. When you pass that threshold, you will rather do it than not do it, and that's when you want. And I recommend this especially for social media use and porn, all right, for screen use. Everybody wants to use screens less. I know this is true. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, should I, if it's between, should I spend more time on social media or should I spend less time on social media or should I just spend the exact same amount of time? Most people will say, I think I should spend less time, okay? Let's be real, most people will say that. So, what I recommend to people is do a complete, absolute detox for one week. Give it one week, absolute detox, absolutely everything. You can, if you want, you can have one TV show or movie that you watch every night. That's just one. It has to be only from one show. And you can watch it every night, like Family Guy or something like Rick and Morty or, um, I don't know. Those are the things I watch, like Rick and Morty, that kind of stuff. Something silly and mindless and just fun, fun to watch. And then, do it for one week. And then notice how you feel. I promise, this is the Uncle Benji guarantee, guys. I promise that you will feel better, you'll have more time, you'll have more energy, you'll, and then, after one week, I want you to make a note of like, how do I feel after doing this for one week? And more than likely, you will say, what most people say that I work with, they'll say, man, if I can do it one week, why can't I do it two weeks? And then they'll do another week. And they'll say, wow, that was the best two, two weeks of my life, the most productive two, two weeks of my life, because I got back hours and hours every day that I was spending on my phone, that I can use for more important things. And so, 
do it for two weeks and then notice how you feel. Do it for three weeks, notice how you feel, and just keep going like that. And what and a few guys that I've I've uh, I've mentored and I've coached with have done that, and they have made this a long-term strategy for dominating life. Because think about it linearly. If you are spending even one hour a day on media, which is conservative, considering that most people it's two hours or more that they're spending. That's an hour to two hours every day that you're getting back to do something else with. So naturally, what would you do? Even if you didn't have a plan to start a business or work on your whatever, side hustle or workout, even if you didn't have a t t plan, naturally, naturally, you'll have two hours and you'll be like, man, what do I do? You will naturally do something that's more productive, infinitely more productive than going on to Instagram, onto YouTube, onto TikTok, etc. right? So that's what I recommend. Start with everything that you're doing with a challenge of, I'm gonna do it for one week, it's gonna be hard, but eventually you'll pass a threshold and then it'll be easy because you will prefer to do it than not do it. Does that make sense? Okay. Hey, just a quick reminder that you guys can completely block porn on all your devices today with Covenant Eyes for free for 30 days using the promo code BEN, B-E-N. Go to CovenantEyes.com and use the code BEN for a free trial. You can cancel it anytime, guys. No risk to you at all. They also have a ton of resources, support, and motivational content just for you. The question is, are you serious and ready to give this up? All right, back to- We have some family over, some guests over for Thanksgiving week, and we're gonna go hang out and have some fun on the trampoline, maybe go to a park. And I wanted to give you guys more tactical guidance on how to do a social media detox because I realized that when I said that this morning, I was like, you guys should do a social media detox, all media. And I realized how ludicrous that sounds because our lives are so engulfed in media. But I wanna make this more tactical, exactly how to do this. And this, the, this is the exact detox prescription that I give to men who are struggling with porn addiction, social media addiction, just goofing around online, not being active, not being proactive with their lives, spending hours upon hours on their phone into the lates of nights, and they're like, I don't want to be this guy anymore, but I keep doing it. So this is the detox, all right? Ready for this? Four weeks. Four weeks of absolute media detoxing, all right? And I'll give the parameters in just a second. The reason four weeks is important is because there are studies that you can read that talk about the levels of dopamine and how supernormal stimuli like social media is spiking your dopamine to unnatural levels. And then after four weeks, if you detox off the stuff for four weeks, after 28 days, essentially, the dopamine levels start to normalize and to recalibrate, all right? So there's scientific evidence to back up the fact that doing at least four weeks is when your dopamine levels start to normalize. And that's why a four week period is really important. If you are noticing like a struggle to break free from porn use, you'll notice that it's around the one month mark that people really start to question, why is it that I keep going after one month, I keep going back to the habit and I can't go longer than one month. It's because usually that's when your dopamine or your desire to essentially go back to supernormal stimuli is peaking at around one month and that's when it starts to go die down and that's why most people can't quit is because they're not just letting their detox, their mind just recalibrate to uh, a normal level of, of life, okay? So here are the parameters. Four weeks, absolutely no social media whatsoever. That includes TikTok, that includes Instagram, that includes YouTube, that includes Twitter, that includes all forms of media such as news, 
However, you can introduce a few things into your detox. You can watch one TV show per day, all right, for 30 minutes to an hour, one TV show. And this is important because it's on your terms. You're deciding to be deliberate. It's not mindless scrolling. It's you deciding I'm gonna watch one show. So for me, recently it's been Rick and Morty. And I've been re-watching old episodes and I just, it just like, it relaxes me, it winds me down, it kind of is mindless. I don't have to think so much about the intense difficulties of my life or the universe and culture and all that stuff. It's just kind of silly, mindless stuff, which I, I enjoy. And then if you want to use YouTube for specific channels, like this one, or like whoever you follow, you can watch one video from a specific channel per day, all right? And the point of all this is that we're not being mindless anymore. If you've ever experienced the ghost thumb of going on the toilet or in the elevator and you and you like your thumb automatically goes to Instagram because it's the most bright and vibrant app on your phone and you're like, "Man, I didn't even I wasn't even planning to go to that app and I just like immediately went there automatically." That's called the ghost thumb. And that's what we're trying to get out. All right. So, how do we defeat the ghost thumb of just going to apps when you're not even planning to it? There's an app called Blocksite. I love this app and I highly recommend it. I have no affiliation with them whatsoever, but I love the app Blocksite because you can literally block specific apps and specific websites on your device, on your phone and your computer. And so what happens is that you will go to these apps, your ghost of them will kick in, you'll go to Instagram, and then immediately you'll get a picture of like an old lady, an old lady going, no, 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 or some image that they've, they've, put, they've installed into the software that it doesn't let you physically access the app. So what happens is you go, oh yeah, I'm doing this detox thing. I didn't even plan to go here, and then now you can backtrack and do something else. And so what happens is usually, what happens in these detoxes is that people, stop going to these apps and instead with the saved energy and time and focus they do more productive things naturally without even trying so usually what i do is i'll go to an app like oh it's blocked that's stupid why did i even go to that app instead i'll go to my journal app which is an infinitely more productive thing to do with my time and i'll journal about something like today i'm feeling this why am i feeling this today i was frustrated by this why did that frustrate me or today i'm excited about this or i'm challenged by this and and try to figure out and and understand myself and so you can imagine if you did this your entire life for the rest of your life every time you're feeling stressed or bored or lonely or depressed or anxious or uncertain or angry all the times you would usually go to that social media app instead you go to your journal app and you say why am I feeling this? And what do I want to do with this emotion? Why am I feeling stress? And what do I want to do with this stress? How do I want to use this stress to my advantage? If everybody did that across the globe for all of eternity, for the rest of your life, like you'd be unstoppable. You would be absolutely unstoppable because you would stop being mindless and you would start being mindful. All right? And that's the name of the game. So, after you do this four weeks of detoxing, using Blocksite, the app, to block all access to stuff, I do recommend getting the paid version, by the way, because you have more access and you can block more stuff. I recommend it. After four weeks of doing the total detox, now you have an opportunity to reintroduce media into your life on your terms. Mindfully, not mindlessly. And that's the name of the game here. Mindfully, okay, I would like to stay subscribed to these YouTube channels. I would like to not have TikTok anymore and Instagram anymore because I've noticed that I feel so much better without it, right? And so you're introducing these, these things on your terms deliberately, strategically, purposefully, 
all right? So that's why we're doing this, is so that you can stop just being led down this rabbit hole of eternal destruction into oblivion because, because the algorithm and the YouTube worlds are trying to profit off of your views and your attention and your focus. It's enough of that, all right? You gotta get off of it. I don't wanna be the guy that's controlled by my life. So every time when I did this, when I first did this detox, I looked at my, my stats on my phone, how much time exactly per week, per day, am I using on every single app? And I was horrified, mortified, disgusted. It was egregious, gratuitous, horrendous, horrific. Just looking two hours a day is what I saw. Two hours a day, basically spending on YouTube and Instagram. And I was like, this is, this is ridiculous. So that's when I smartened up and I was like, I'm gonna do this detox. I did the detox, it changed my life. Why? Not because I got my focus energy back, but the reason is because I used that energy and that attention, that time for more productive things. I started working on myself more. I started going to the gym more. I started working on my business more. I started making more content. And it, my life has changed since then because the most successful people in the world, the most productive people in the world, it's not that they're doing more stuff, it's that they're doing less of the stuff that you are doing. They're doing less of the stuff that the unproductive people are doing. And one of those things is that they're not goofing around spending mindless time on social media. I promise you, the most successful person that comes to your mind, I promise you that man or that woman does not mindlessly spend time on social media. How is Elon Musk able to spend 80 plus hours a week working? Does he use social media? Yes. Do I think it's mindless? I don't think so. I think he's more mindful about his use of X Twitter than it is mindless, okay? And I don't, I highly doubt he spends mindless times wasting around going through YouTube shorts and reels for hours on. on. I highly doubt that's how he spends the time. How, Cause how could he? How is that even possible? So think of the most successful person that you know and ask yourself, is there something that they're doing that you're not or is it that they're not doing something that you are doing? And I think that's the destruction is that most of us are doing things that are keeping us from reaching our full potential, that are keeping us constrained, that are bottlenecks and, and roadblocks in our lives that we, if we just remove them, we can naturally grow to the person, to the man, the godly person that you wanna be. One of those primary roadblocks is absolutely 100% guaranteed going to be social media use, your phone use, the specific apps of Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Reddit, the news, whatever it is, you cut it out for four weeks, use the app, block site if you need to, give the password to someone else so you can't change the password, just do it for four weeks, I promise you, it will change your life. And here's a, another challenge, do it for one week, all right? Do it for one week for me. If that seems more bite-sized for you, do it for one week if it's feasible, and then notice how you feel, and then decide I'm gonna do it for another week, and before you know it, you will say, man, I really enjoy not having this stuff in my life, I'm gonna cut it out, and your life will be never be the same, all right? Guaranteed. If you guys are still with me in this video, I love you, I love you to death. Do subscribe and, and share with uh, your friends. We're trying to get godly men, I'm dead serious on this mission of getting godly men together because we need to have better role models that are of God, of faith in our world. And I'm currently not seeing it to the extent that I believe that they're out there. I know they're out there. I just think that they're not as prominent as we believe and I'm, trying to get those people together. So if that's you, do follow, subscribe, like the video, because apparently that helps other people find the video. So I've been told. And uh, I'll see you in the next episode. Let's do it. Hey, just a quick reminder that you guys can completely block porn on all your devices today with Covenant Eyes for free 
for 30 days using the promo code BEN, B-E-N. Go to CovenantEyes.com and use the code BEN for a free trial. You can cancel it anytime, guys. No risk to you at all. They also have a ton of resources, support, and motivational content just for you. The question is, are you serious and ready to give this up? All right, back 